Hi, everybody. <laughs> welcome. To Hi. Welcome. Good morning. And welcome to the Volume Podcast. We're just going to start this bitch right off. And um, Josh is here with me. Yay. What's up? <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Josh. No problem. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, Josh is joining me today, as you can see, because our fabulous, wonderful, beautiful, smart, talented co-host is lost in euphoria and by that i mean he's at toronto pride so (laughs) it's monday it's a work day he's probably on a boat at work recovering somewhere so you know godspeed um that's and that's why we have josh (laughs) (laughs) but i mean we're both barely here so it doesn't even matter honestly oh god uh, yeah, I, between Saturday, which was the show, and then Sunday, I helped a friend move. And then today, because we all both have, like, both of our stores are closed, I'm helping her move again, like the rest of their stuff. I right. feel like I'm going to be dead. But, hey, Ooh. whatever. Yeah, this is my last week at my current job before <gasps> I start my new one, so... Are you allowed to talk about your... I don't know, actually. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Okay, well, folks at home listening, and we but... hear you, Columbia, number 64. <laughs> we are number 64 in Columbia. Whoa. TV review podcast on Apple Podcasts. Whoa, that's out, crazy. Out of 100. That means 40 other podcasts are listened to less than ours. 36 that's more way way more yeah this is more than just 100 my math this is not a math podcast so yeah that's right (laughs) anyway we'll just cut right to (laughs) okay i wanted to bring josh on here because other than brent not being here i know that every time this marvel drops there's like excited text flurries between Josh and Michael and Becca, who hasn't watched it, that's just oh like it's yeah. it's so good. I'm a, I'm a big Miss Marvel fan. She's one of my favorite characters in the comics now. Like she's just introduced very recently, like only like well six years probably. She's been in a thing. Like when is let me see first yeah. Something like that. Let me see. First appearance was oh my god. Of course, it's bringing me Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she appeared in Captain Marvel number fourteen in August twenty thirteen, and then she had her own book by February of twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. And a premiere so with she... all that wonderful Marvel now stuff. Right. So, like, this is. Uh, she's a very, very, very brand new character, and she like quickly became one of my favorites ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that doing a fantastic job bringing her as a character into the MCU into live action, and then also, um, uh, like the style of her comic, even like translated over to like the style of the show, is just perfect. Oh, yeah. Um, the one thing that is weird and i'm sure you guys have talked about it on the show too but her power switch is like 
like still kind of bothers me a little bit, but the show is just still so good that I'm like kind of almost over it. Yeah, but kind of almost. I just don't like that they made her power so pretty. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole point, like a big point of her powers is like she struggled with um her heroes having these like really cool, badass, like beautiful powers. Captain Marvel has these like supersonic, like beautiful explosions and stuff, and she's left with like her skin like stretching and and kind of like she thought it was so ugly and she struggled with uh, uh, her appearance a lot and it kind of like came through with her powers and that was a big part of the comic so um that's why i'm kind of like it's a bummer bummer that her power has changed mm-hmm. not even i don't care about her origin and the terrigen mist and inhumans and all that who cares change that but <laughs> Who cares about the Inhumans? <laughs> but uh, the answer is no one. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's the the embiggening that is kind of like I'm missing a little bit in this. Just like the how weird it looks and her like struggling with that. Like, can she be a superhero if she's got this like power that's like not as cool as everybody else's? But in this, she's got like big purpley pink sparkly magic like everybody else does so it's kind of like yeah mm, all right but like like i i kind of get i got i kind of get why they would do it for a television show i too am like i'm really excited uh about miss marvel as i've discussed with uh brent before but i'm also just a little bit disappointed yeah. That they didn't, because I all I remember about Kamala Khan is that big hand on a stretched arm. Mm-hmm. That, like, it's just synonymous with, like, the name. And I'm kind of sad that I don't get to see it. But that's okay, because characters in the show calling her the nightlight <laughs> is probably also, like, a really great thing, too. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And, like, them acknowledging that it's kind of, like, Ah, that's kind of weird. Nah, it doesn't work. Yeah, it works. I like it a little bit. Yeah. Like, they're still kind of getting over it. They're not calling her Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, okay, so, like, in this episode, the last episode we left off, Comron, she, Comron grabs her from, right? Right. She's the being chased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, She's e. being chased. Um, I think after saving the kid, right? Oh, yes. The agents are now after her, I think. And as she's running away, he, like, opens up a car door and is like, come on, hop in. Mm -hmm. And then we discover that this woman who he's, uh, who she is seeing in her visions, who in the comics is Carol Danvers, but in the show is, turns out to be Kamran's, quote, mother. Is it Najma? Uh, Yes, I think so. Yes. So she she takes uh, they drive back to their lair. She finds out there's more. She's told uh, Kamala is that there's the the cat is scratching at my door. Excuse me. Hold on one second. <laughs> let me just let her in. Okay, fine. <laughs> Can you hear that? No. Okay, she's not close enough to the microphone. I'm going to roll back into frame and she's going to want out immediately. Okay, it's just been me and her. Kind of sounds like... Oh, I saw... Yep. 
Oh, oh, hello, sir. I see him. Yep. Oh. Is he looking at us? Yeah, good morning. What's up? Hi, bud. He's grumpy today. Oh, he's like, you know what? Just do your stuff. And then. Yeah, talk. he's like, don't. He wouldn't even go outside this morning. I was like, whatever. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's he's in a mood. <laughs> he had a big night. He was like, no, leave me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I ate sticks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's exactly like a. Like, you know, fraternity drunk. Just get out, overindulge, barf in the middle of the night. You know what? That's exactly what it is, too. Because, like, after we go to Grandma's house, he gets so excited. He gets a run around in the backyard. He's asleep for, like, an entire day at least afterwards. Like, he's hungover the next day. It's from he's joy hungover. Yeah, I've got to, like, like coax him into eating food. He's like, "I, I can't. It's too much. He's like, no, I, I think I'm just going to lay here. Just some dry toast, please. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe my rubber ball. Oh, God. That's the cutest. That's the sweetest. Also, sorry, speaking of pet friends, we want to just give a shout out to our great friend, Bex Luther, who we haven't been able to get on the show yet, but is a huge fan of Ms. Marvel, who just recently... Her and her partner became parents. Yay. Yay, cat parents. Yes, yeah. cat parents. She, she sent us all a text message that said, I'm a mother. And it was accompanied by a little orange fuzzy face. Anyway. I'm now so there's, happy. She's yeah. really wanted a cat for a, a long time, too. So Yeah, and we really wanted her to have a cat for a long time. Yeah. So we're finally glad that they pulled the trigger on that one. And uh, they actually, I was actually able to see her, like, yes, Sunday? Sunday night. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, and we just sat there and looked through Josh's phone of just photos. There are, like, a zillion photos already of this cat (laughs) on his phone. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, it's so good. Oh, you're going to, you're going to. Yeah, you're going to scream on Wednesday. I hope she grabs her phone and shows you. Or at least yeah. texts them all to you first. Because they're great. Um, where did we leave off? Okay, so... Oh, yeah, we're kind of going through that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. we still haven't done that yet. <laughs> Long story short, uh, she's told by a group of people that the Bengals were uh, being sought after to return them them they haven't said what they are yet to return them home to their home world and Kamala's like cool so I'm one of you and she's like yeah we're probably probably know us better by uh the name Virgin and she's like excuse me and then you get one of those classic like Edgar Wright style cuts um hilarity and troubling because tell the folks at home what a gin is (laughs) Uh, a jinn, they're in the Marvel universe. Oh. Um, they're also known as the clandestine, so they're like genies. Um, that's like another group of superheroes. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Uh, it turns out in this, they're maybe not so good. Uh, because <laughs> as the episode goes on, Kamala has to kind of like struggle with 
whether she can use her powers to send them back to another dimension. And Bruno thinks it's kind of dangerous. So she's like, okay, I'm going to like take a couple days and think about it. Going to go to my brother's wedding and like, just have a day for me and I'll come back and decide the next day. Clandestine didn't like that. Um, so they actually crashed the wedding and uh, they're kind of like dangerous people. They've got these like crazy weapons and stuff. So Kamala pulls the fire alarm, so everybody is evacuated out of the building. She dons her costume and kind of like is getting people out and um uh while like fighting with the clandestine the entire time. And we leave off where she's able to like escape. Uh and when she gets back home, she kind of has like a final uh like conflict and argument with her parents. And she goes to her room and she gets a call from her grandmother mm-hmm. uh, in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And she says, you need to get here right away. And she has like the twin bangle, like the the other bangle that that belongs to with. The other the one that she has. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so it turns out these bangles are pretty powerful. It's mm. and is it her grandmother or her great grandmother that was in the tomb where they were like unearthing it originally? Yeah, I think it was her great grandmother. Mm. Her great grandmother Aisha, who Aisha. yeah, who ends up disappearing or has disappeared. No one knows where she went, and that's the story so far. So, yeah, we leave off and her grandma's trying to get her to Karachi. <laughs> it's like, okay, how's that going to happen? And she's like, um, my mom's not going to let me. She's like, well, bring your mom. <laughs> <laughs> However, her brother just had this gigantic, fantastic wedding and mom wasn't there, which they kind of like lamented about. Right. And we find out from mom, who is gossiping with one of the aunties, that like she also was not at her wedding. Mm-hmm. So this feud or whatever it is, this rift has been in existence between mom and grandma for a while because of potentially what happened to great grandma. Okay, so thoughts, concerns, uh, critiques on dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it. The MCU is like, like we're going to have. Bollywood like dance numbers in all our movies now. Yep, I hope so. Because <laughs> we got that in uh, Eternals too. Yep, <laughs> I kind of had the same feel. I loved it. It was fun. Um, yeah, uh, I love Bruno's relationship with the family. It's so good, and it really feels like a friend friend who's kind of been like adopted into a family, and how that friend and the family just kind of like bond immediately and they're like one in the same yeah i love the scene where abu uh goes into the corner store and sees bruno and yeah. he's like sneaking the snacks but then he's also like helping bruno translate the hindi yeah uh, for on like that's on the bracelet or, or whatever and he thinks that it's homework but they're like he's acting as if Bruno is his son in the scene. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no like, oh, hello, how are you? Like, it's it feels so natural and not awkward, like a like a family uh, kids friend relationship that you normally see in shows. I really 
love their dynamic in this. Yeah, and I, it's so relatable because because I think so many of us have those relationships mm-hmm. with our friends, and those friends have those kinds of relationships with our parents. Like, like I grew up sort of watching that on TV, and it was sort of stilted in a way. But seeing seeing you know your typical like white friend be friends with your immigrant parents that is super super relatable and mm-hmm. not something that you see often because I, I always i grew up just believing that all of my quote white friends that all of their parents were like this and that i wished my parents could be like this right. because i was over at friends houses but no one was ever over at our house one we lived on the farm a farm in the middle of nowhere so like no one mm. we, i was not accessible as a friend and like, you know, in third world countries, we're not we're where we're from. What's a play date? What are those? Like, <laughs> my parents didn't like they parents had kids back then to entertain the other kids. So we didn't have a lot of people over. I don't know. I, I mean, I certainly was friends with my friend's parents the way that Bruno I, I, whatever. I didn't think that this kind of relationship between Kamala's friend could exist. Because mm. it wasn't there for me. But seeing it on television is like sort of legitimizing my existence. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice because I've had relationships with friends' parents like this. And then I've had friends who have had relationships like this with my parents and like my family. So it's... uh. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see, and I think they're doing it really well, and it feels like natural. No yeah. part of it feels like it's like they're forcing them together and to to like be friends. No, and Bruno and her dad get along so well. Like, he comes over and he sets up Alexa, or mm-hmm. just walking into Bruno's convenience store. Like, mm-hmm. forget forget the fact that like usually it's Asian people that own the convenience store or. It's not even addressed. It doesn't even matter. Bruno probably works there. It's probably not even a family thing. But like, that's not what you know. I mean, like, that's not what's at stake. And like, I feel like ten years ago, that w- they would have made light of that as a joke right. or whatever. And now it's just like, no, no, no. We're past that shit. We're on to like, what did these relationships between all these people look like? And um, these are what these are what Muslims look like. Western world. They're not all like hijab, like all the women, they're not ill, like in hijabs, hiding their faces. There are the way that like uh, the way that there are many different kinds of Christians, there are different kinds of mm-hmm. people, you know, like some are more, some are more formal, some are more uh, strict in their practice, exactly the way Christians and Catholics are. So I like it was weird because I had explained it to somebody mm-hmm. who thought that you know this version of a Muslim woman is exactly what I see. They're like, why isn't Kamal? Why is her friend wearing a hijab and her she's not? I'm like, because they're different. Mm-hmm. They come from different upbringings, and like I love that about this show. Yeah, it 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 just does it, and it doesn't ask for permission, and it doesn't explain or be over apologetic. For what it is, which is great. Oop. Yeah, it's it, it's the the representation I I found has always been really great with Miss Marvel. 
um, even starting in the comics with uh, like her creator being of a Muslim background and kind of incorporating that into the character. And it's just like a natural like thing that the character does. Like it's secondhand nature. It's not like forced or like trying to be like a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it it feels just as natural as Peter Parker working at the Daily Bugle, and that being a part of his just a part of his life, just like another aspect of the character is him being a photographer. She is Muslim, and it's just like something that is a part of her, and it's so great. Um, I think it's incorporated into the show so well too. Like I, I love seeing, uh, like like the the festival and then the wedding like there's just so many like things that are just like part of it and now changing her origin from being um inhuman to a clandestine and like having it as a jinn because jinns are such a part of that culture um i think it's actually kind of a really good origin swap like it's kind of cool that we're getting this like new side of the character that is um incorporated in her background and her family like it's pretty fun Mm -hmm. so the big question is Mm -hmm. will bruno go to mit yeah i hope so he better i know if he doesn't oh man i'm gonna be sad i'm sorry can you hear this no he is snoring so loud as long as you can't hear it on the record that's fine (laughs) i mean now that uh now that you've said it, I'm listening for it. Wow, he's really just gassed. Yeah. He is snoring so loud. It is so loud, even with, like, my headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> God. Everybody, get a Frenchie. <sighs> if you enjoy snorting and, and farting and, and burping in your face, mm-hmm. he'll come up to me can I get up? I'm like, oh, you want to snuggle? Yeah, sure. I pick him up. He gets right in my face. He comes in, burps, and leaves. Like, you're fucking, you a little asshole. <laughs> like, you're such a jerk. Yeah. Uh, I... Yeah. No, he has no boundaries. He stinks. He's also yeah. needy at the same time. He's been a jerk since Josh pushed him out of his womb. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the cutest, I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> cutest, sweetest little jerk, but still uh, a jerk. Yeah. Okay. So, where do we think? Where do we think it'll go from here? Do you think? Okay, she's obviously going to travel, which is wild because there's three episodes left, and she's like, I'm very surprised she's going. She's leaving Jersey. Yeah. For this, like, I wonder how that's gonna work. Or maybe grandma comes, hopefully, since they filmed this during COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. I think uh, um, the actress, she was talking about how um, while filming, like on set, WandaVision was out. Mm. So she was like in between takes, she would pull out her phone and watch WandaVision on her phone. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it, it had to have been during during COVID that uh, they were in the middle of doing this. So, yeah. So maybe they didn't travel to. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, where do they usually go that doubles for India? 
or sorry, Karachi's in Pakistan. Pakistan, sorry. yeah, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. Where yeah, they... a lot of places. Yeah. Whatever they do, they'll do it well, and I'll be excited for it. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm super pumped. Um, yeah. I'm I'm at a loss for what even is going to happen, honestly, in this because it's a brand new origin, new story. Um, I don't know are they are they going to get stuck here? Are they going to be able to go back home? Or is she going to like use both bracers and it's going to like change the power? Or like I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Right. It also feels like it's connected to Shang Chi now. Yeah. Explain. Well, the bracers, I think it's the same thing as the Ten Rings. Oh. If you look on the ground in the uh, when they're digging mm-hmm. in the beginning, when the clandestines are talking about like the background where they found the bracers, when they zoom out, the Ten Rings symbol is on the ground in oh. the tomb where the Jin is buried. So. Exciting. Oh, my God. Yeah, some I think it's at least going to it's the same type of like thing or made by the same type of people. But I don't know exactly where it's leading. Like, I don't think they said in Shang-Chi where the Ten Rings came from. They just knew it was like a big thing. They like started a beacon right now that the Avengers are involved. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got some sort of like. Mark Ruffalo cameo or something at the end, bringing Kamala into the Avengers because of the the bracers sending off another signal. Oh, it's getting exciting, folks. <clears throat> so, is this your favorite Marvel Disney Plus TV show to date? It's close. It's up there. It, 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 like, I really love WandaVision a lot still. It's like, it's just so, I don't know. It was so fun. Yeah, and then since they but, wrapped that up in Doctor Strange, I I loved it even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me it goes like WandaVision, then Miss Marvel, and it's Miss Marvel has replaced Hawkeye. Hawkeye, yeah. who I never thought would make that list. I know, right? Yeah, I think it's up there with with Hawkeye for me and Moon Knight. I know you guys didn't like Moon Knight a whole lot. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed it. I think I'm and gonna I'm, give. Moon Knight another watch. Yeah. Yeah, because there are things about Moon Knight that I really liked. And then immediately after seeing things that I liked, something would happen that would make me hate the show. Mm. But, you know, girl loves Egyptian mythology. I love mythology. If you incorporate Mm. mythology from the real world into this, like, real world, real Mm. superpowered world, I'm into it. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah. Even with this, right? Like incorporating mm-hmm. the gin, that's super fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, all right. Any last thoughts or things we missed that you? Be- mm-hmm. that you uh, I'm. Important? Yeah, I'm curious to see how like the the final confrontation is going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only worry is that it's going to turn into a big portal in, in the sky, like Moon Knight did. Yeah. I think that's another reason why Moon Knight. Uh, was a little bit more of a letdown because I feel like everything about the show was like different and unique into the last episode when it turned into a superhero movie. Like before it was kind of like action adventure, Indiana Jones type of 
movie mm-hmm. that also dealt with like a, men- a mental disorder that is very serious and a lot of people have and they were treating it really well from how they depicted somebody with DID and then the last episode is like big superhero fight with beam going into the side of the sky that's opening up a portal and they've already talked about how Miss Marvel can open up a door to let them back into their world so I'm just like please don't make this door big beam into the sky and a big superhero fight happens please I really do not want that that's actually I feel like that's how they like solve everybody's problems or how they define the finality is sort of accented with a portal or some kind of battle in the sky. We got that in yeah. WandaVision. We got that all the way back when Loki brought in the Chitari mm. to fight the Avengers. It's in um, like every superhero movie now is this big portal. Yeah. I mean, America Chavez uh, is only portals in the sky. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Oh, geez. Um, we should just create. <laughs> we should just talk about portals. That could be a fun video is just like talking about every portal that's ever happened in a yeah. superhero movie. Yeah, it's an aesthetic for Suicide Marvel. Squad. It's in everything. Oh, it is in Suicide Squad. Suicide it's Squad, in, it's in Justice it's League, it. even. There, there's a big door that's opening, and the Flash has to reverse the door opening with Darkseid coming through. It's yeah. in like Peacemaker. The big yeah. cow comes from a hole in the sky. Or the big cow is a hole. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just a, everything is always just like a big portal in the sky. I'm sure it's happened even like in a, a couple of times in Avengers movies. Transformers. Mm. Actually, Transformers, they even had the big beam come out of the pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> They've done the pyramid twice now. Yeah, so... It's a theme, folks. It's a theme. As long as it's not a big portal in the sky, I'll be happy with the ending of Miss Marvel. And I'm happy I don't know where things are going. And I'm happy she has like a new origin. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was curious to see who the bad guy was going to be, too. Like it's so this is kind of like a fun new villain that they can introduce for her. Um, and I hope in future installments we can get um, Einstein. That he's the bird. Oh, the bird. The bird. Yeah, like the the cockatoo. Uh, the guy that's like a, got a cockatoo head. He's like a clone of Einstein that was spliced with a bird. Is his <laughs> is his origin. It's so fun. So he's like super smart, and he's like kidnapping kids to use for his like science experiment. So it's like directly involved with Kamala. And like some of like her classmates stuff are like going missing. It's so such a fun story. It's like her first big bad guy that she faces in the comics, but without being like you know criminals on the streets, like becoming a superhero. Yeah. So uh, that could be fun in later seasons. I think it's too late to in, to bring in somebody like that for the show, but a hint could be cool too, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, like I get the I get second second season somewhere down the line vibes. Yeah, there's no way that they're gonna give, yeah, not give this girl more. 
it could even be like a Young Avengers story because I feel like I feel like they're mm-hmm. built they're building up to Young Avengers, right? They're they're introducing a bunch of new characters. They've got Yolana, uh, Kate Bishop, Kamala. You've got uh, uh, Ant Man's daughter Cassie Lang. You've got you've got like a bunch of like really young, both characters, actors, and Avengers that they're bringing together. That I feel like it's just inevitable that they're doing like a Young Avengers type story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and down for that. Or at least Spider Man is going to be the Iron Man of this group. <laughs> Probably. You think so, Spider Man? Yeah, I it could. I mean, yeah, who knows? Well, I guess there is a new Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we feel like he won't be in a Young Avengers. He'll just yeah. be like, oh no, but he'll just be like Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up there, watching over everybody, making yeah. sure they don't fuck it up too much. And they all kind of have like a hero that they're connected with that could bring them into the group too, right? Like, America's got Doctor Strange. Yeah, America's got Doctor Strange. Uh, she's got Captain Marvel, which it's confirmed that she is going to be in the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Kamala Khan, so that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Hawkeye with Kate Bishop, like all of the these young Avengers kind of have other veteran Avengers that can kind of bring them in and help form this like second group of Avengers that could be pretty fun to have. So, all right, see, it's going to be an exciting time. And if you want more exciting times, that's a joke. But the other episodes of Full Volume Podcast <laughs> are available on yeah. com. That is where you can listen to this one that you're listening to right now, again, if you want to. Yeah. And then the, all the rest of the junk we talked about before, including Peacemaker, because there was such a long lull between between shows. I finally watched all of that, too. It's so good. Oh, yeah. It might be the best thing that DC has done since, mm-hmm. like, The Dark Knight. It's so fun. Oh, yeah. They they really, uh, they really, I, I hope they don't, like, James Gunn us to death, though. Because mm. I feel like that is something that they would do. I'm fine with James Gunning to death as long as it's characters like Peacemaker that nobody gives a shit about. Yes. It's the same with, like, The Guardians, right? Like nobody knows who the guardians of the galaxy are except for the fact that james gunn stepped in and took these characters that nobody knew or cared about and like gave them like a new life and a new kind of like role Mm -hmm. because in the in the comics they're not like goofy like they are here they're like they try they they try and take themselves seriously so like and it didn't work that's why it's not like a famous comic until now Mm -hmm. so let him James Gunn wherever he wants, as long as it's not like <laughs> Superman or something acting weird. It'd be like, it, it, I think that's when it, it'll become like too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm not totally worried about it. Be like, give him, give James Gunn a Frogman spinoff. Let's do it. Yes. Frogman. <laughs> Frogman. You heard it right here. Okay. So I want to thank. The brilliant, the effervescent Joshua Marval for <laughs> joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. You're that welcome. was fun. It's such okay. an early morning, but that's fine. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
yeah, join us next week. We promise we'll try not to make it too late this time. It was supposed to drop yesterday, but like, whatever. We've always been on schedule. One time, okay, two times, that we're late, (laughs) you can deal with it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We hear you, Amsterdam. You're listening to us in the past anyway. Anyway. True. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, join us next week when we talk about Miss Marvel episode four. Episode four. Yeah. Cool. Harvey Rent will be back. I hope. Maybe not in one piece. Unless he's still recovering. Yeah. Because I don't know if he's been through trying to cry, but it goes through you. <laughs> Damn. So, until next time, keep it loud. Keep it at full volume. Bye. Bye.